0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcast. This is Reverend Dr. Paul Gibson praying and hoping that you experienced a helpful and holy uh, resurrection weekend this past weekend. Today on the Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcast, I'm going to be talking about marital crucibles. More specifically, I believe that marital crucibles uh, are the most important ingredients uh, when it comes to marital growth. In other words, I believe that if your marriage is going to grow, it has to experience crucibles. Well, what are crucibles? Crucibles are basically this. Uh, You take intense heat and pressure, apply it on an object, and that object will change. So a crucible is when intense heat and pressure is applied to an object, and that object will change. If the object is too weak to handle the pressure, the object will crack. So two questions to reflect upon when it comes to marriage crucibles. first question is, is your marriage strong enough to handle the heat of a marital crucible or will it crack? The second question is, uh, what intense heat or what pressure from life will cause your marriage to enter a crucible? What intense heat or what pressure from life will cause your marriage to enter a crucible? Uh, And if you're able to handle the intense heat and the pressure of life challenges within your marriage your marriage will transform and it will grow now i always like to say that marriages heal the best during fun times um, but they grow the most during difficult times and our marriages are going to be a balancing act of fun times and difficult times um, the difficult times are going to be when we are in marital crucibles uh, few th- the few things that are part of marital crucibles Uh, we experience anxiety not only do we experience anxiety but we experience the anxiety intensifying and then once that anxiety intensifies in our marriage we have to choose whether or not we as a spouse or whether or not we as a couple are going to confront that anxiety and figure out why that anxiety is there and then if we confront it and if we confront it in a healthy and holy and biblical way we'll grow from the anxiety induced crucible Um, or if we don't confront it, uh, we'll go into a numbing place. We will not confront whatever it is that's troubling our marriage. Instead of growing from it, we'll allow it to numb us, and as a result, we will see ourselves as two individuals uh, start to grow further and further apart. Whereas if we confront the anxiety, if we confront what it is that's causing our marriage to be in a crucible season, we'll grow from that. And as we grow from that, instead of turning away from each other, we'll actually turn towards each other and find each other uh, as places of refuge where we're able to talk through what it is that's stressing our marriage out, where we're able to trust one another and actually see uh, the, the crucible growing trust in our marriages and because we're willing to talk through and be honest about whatever it is that's, that's challenging the marriage. And instead of turning away from each other, we're turning towards each other and then hopefully that will um, increase trust and that trust will increase will increase uh, honest and vulner- honesty and vulnerability, and then that honesty and vulnerability uh, will produce uh, greater intimacy. Uh, so if we confront uh, whatever it is that's troubling our marriages and we look or lean into each other, if we turn towards each other through conversation and honesty and vulnerability, uh, then hopefully that's going to increase our intimacy, which is going to increase our commitment. Uh, so again, crucibles invite us to either embrace the pain of the situation, or not embrace the pain and go numb. If we go numb, there's a very high likelihood that we're gonna turn away from uh, one another, but if we embrace the pain and turn towards each other and allow that crucible uh, to shape us and push us towards higher levels of communication, higher levels of vulnerability, higher levels of honesty, then I think we're gonna see an increase in intimacy um, and trust in our marriages. So again, now what does a crucible look like? Well, something happens in our marriages that causes our marital anxiety to increase. Uh, in other words, uh, let's say that your marriage is going along fine, but then you lost your job. Well, that's an uh, anxiety-inducing uh, thing that occurred in your life that's going to place anxiety on your marriage. Now, I like to use the term inciting incident. And what an inciting incident is, is when the homeostasis or the balance that existed within your marriage is lost. So an inciting incident could be you losing your job. It could be uh, a good thing, like the birth of a child. Uh, Not all crucibles uh, start with negative things. Sometimes crucibles start with positive things, like a new child, like a job promotion, uh, like a calling into a different career. Those aren't bad things. Um, But... They throw the homeostasis or the balance of the marriage off, and that's going to result in anxiety. And when the anxiety hits the marriage, then that's going to cause even more uncomfort, which is going to cause the anxiety to intensify. And then the, a couple has to decide whether or not they're going to confront that anxiety, whether or not they're going to be honest about their level of uncomfort um, around whatever it is that caused the anxiety to enter into the marriage to begin with. So, for instance, when it comes to a new child, a blessing and a beautiful thing, uh, the homeostasis is lost. Anxiety is going to intensify just because both parents are wrestling with how now to be a parent and a spouse. It's gonna be extremely important uh, for the two people in that marriage, the husband and wife, to talk through the anxiety, to talk through the newness um, uh, of having a child. and, and When we do that, we're able to ask the following questions what's unhealthy in this marriage what needs to be changed what needs to be purged what needs to be eliminated what needs to be embraced and increased Um, two professors that i had uh, in my master's degree dr sandage and dr schultz uh, called this uh, period confrontation where we confront what it is that's unhealthy in our marriages uh, and we purge that or get rid of that and instead uh, focus more on what is good and what is positive and what we um, can do to increase what is good and what is positive. So going back to the example of a new child, um, let's say you have a uh, a thing that you like to do, a hobby that you like to do uh, to release stress, and that was video games. Well, you may not be able to play uh, video games once your new child gets here, and that is something that needs to be purged. And Again, that's a small uh, example, but a more serious example could be Let's say that every Friday night you and your wife went out, uh, or you and your husband went out with friends um, to have fun. But you're finding that in order to be good parents, especially in the early life of your child, you need to purge that or eliminate that from your marriage. Which is a hard thing to do because you're going to find yourself missing out on your friends. That in and of itself is going to cause anxiety in your marriage because you're going to want to hang out with your friends, but you're having to make a commitment and a choice to put your child and your husband first. A lot, of, uh, a lot of anxiety there. And the important thing is to turn towards your spouse, not away from your spouse, and talk through that change. Talk through that anxiety um, of having to tell your friends no for the next couple of months because you're really having to focus on your child and what it means to be a mother now and a wife or what it means to be a dad now and a husband. If we talk with one another, if we confront the anxiety, if we purge what it is that's unhealthy in our marriages, we're going to see growth. Again, Dr. Schultz and Dr. Sandage, um, who I am borrowing a lot of this theory from, um, indicated that if we confront what is unhealthy and purge what is unhealthy, we will grow. Jesus used the example in scripture of pruning. Sometimes we need to prune and get rid of things in our marriages that are unhealthy or that are not productive. And crucibles are what lead to pruning. If we confront, Then we'll grow, and then if we grow, what we start to do, instead of turning away from each other as spouses during a difficult time, we turn towards each other, uh, and we're able to find comfort and safety in one another. And again, again, that increases commitment, and hopefully that will increase trust and intimacy. Now, if a marriage continues to embrace the crucible, or if you and your marriage continue to embrace whatever crucibles it is that life throws at you, I strongly believe that your marriage is going to experience greater levels of commitment and trust. Um, and, and what that's gonna do is that's gonna cause you two, as a couple, to be more unified, more intimate. And again, I'm not talking physical intimacy, I'm talking emotional intimacy. I'm talking uh, Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, where the two became one. Um, you're, you're becoming one through crucibles because you're learning how to work together as a team. You're getting rid of what is unhealthy and instead you're embracing what is healthy about the marriage and you're leaning even even more uh, into each other now marriages are going to go back and forth between times of um, fun and uh, easiness uh, and they're also going to waffle from that to times of crucible so hear me say this um, you are going to experience in your meso- in your marriage seasons of, gr- of high times great times fun times And seasons of low times and and challenging times, both are good. And again, I think you heal the most during the fun times, during the high times, but I think you grow the most uh, during the tough times and by embracing crucible seasons. Um, Now, I want to end today by uh, talking about how do we embrace or how do we grow the most through through crucible seasons. Um, And I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the previous Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcasts Because I think the answer um, has been there all along with this Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family uh, podcast And that's confession and forgiveness Um, Confessing uh, to one another where you're hurting one another and forgiving one another Where maybe you have um, uh, not communicated or held grudges or, uh, or, or, or maybe... Uh, you, you felt neglected; that your your wife is focusing more on the child than you. And instead of being honest um, and, and talking through and confessing with your spouse that you've held a grudge against her, um, instead of confessing that, you just hold it in. Well, again, when crucibles hit, confession and forgiveness are so important. Um, and at the heart of confession and forgiveness uh, is communication. So please make sure that when a crucible season hits. When you find yourself struggling through whatever uh, anxiety-provoking event that's occurred in your marriage, that you are talking to your spouse, that you are communicating to your spouse, that you are confessing whatever it is that you need to confess to them, that you're asking for forgiveness, uh, but also at the same time when they confess to you whatever it is that they're struggling with, whatever sin it is that they may have uh, done to hurt you, that you also practice forgiveness. and I would encourage you, as I end today's podcast, to spend some time with your spouse talking through what are possible crucible seasons that you might experience in your marriage. You know, or uh, you may be able to answer this question, what are or have been crucible seasons in your marriage? So not only think about possible crucible seasons, but think about crucible seasons that you've already experienced. And then reflect upon, did you handle those seasons well? Was there anything in your marriage that you realized Uh, that was unhealthy, that you got rid of? Uh, Do you or did you see your marriage being stronger as a result of that crucible uh, season? And then lastly, I want to leave you with this. Uh, How well do you practice confession and forgiveness within your marriage? If you've been listening to the Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcast, you know by now that I am a big believer in confession and forgiveness in marriages. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7 says, In all this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So please know that when your marriage enters a crucible season, it is not without purpose. I believe that if you are a Christ follower based on First Peter 1, that crucibles not only grow your marriage, but they grow your faith. And the reason, according to 1 Peter 1.7, is so that your faith may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So if you do marriage well, if you do crucible seasons well in your marriage, I believe there's going to be a day when you stand before Jesus and He's going to look at you and He's going to say, Well done, good and faithful husband. Well done, good and faithful wife. Because you guys embraced crucibles. You practiced confession and forgiveness. And because of that, you have a healthier marriage, which led to a healthier family. This is Rev. Dr. Paul Gibson for the Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at revdrpaulgibson at gmail.com, R-E-V-D-R-P-A-U-L-G-I-B-S-O-N at gmail.com. Tune in next week as we have our next podcast. Again, we hope this podcast is helping you produce healthier marriages so that you may have healthier families. You guys take care.